This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who our Patreon, where pretty much every Sunday you get this all over again. Get me and Maureen doing a little half hour shindig that we call the town watch. That is if you give it the five or $10 a month level, that $10 a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail every month because you become a member of the says who sticker club. It's a good club. They're good stickers. Everything is great. Patreon.com slash says who. Hey. Whoa. You guys, I'm finishing up a book right now called death at morning house. Just going to be out in August. In fact, we're getting emails this morning about foreign editions that have been picked up. Wow. So, yeah, it's weird when you're still kind of finishing it and they're like, these people, they read the draft and they're like, you know, the the the, the checklist is going of the of the countries that have picked it up. and Sold that Antarctica edition. That, that sh- penguins fucking getting love it. Getting it translated into penguin. Uh, I'd love to be translated into penguin. Um, So yeah, like a proper uh, UK edition, the... It's, Italian edition, the German edition. I wow. can't remember. There's a bunch more, yeah. So it that all just gives your old pal the woogly poogalies as she's finishing a book. But um, I just want to remind everyone that, a, by the way, is that bothering everybody with the, my window open? It was just stuffy in here. I could shut uh, it. Probably. I'm going to shut it. Yeah, da- da- let's talk, shut it. Talk about my book. It's fun because this is where I get to tell Maureen to shut it. Maureen, shut it. I shut it. So Nine Liars is out in paperback. You need a little gift. People are loving your guide to not getting murdered in a quaint English village. I've seen photos from the pantomime. I'll talk about that. So you know what to do. You do. And one of the ways that you can get Maureen's books is going over to kickbezosintheballs.org, which is our own little bookshop over there on the internet. Uh, and if you're buying things on the internet, you can go to merch.sayswhopodcast.com where we have Says Who merchandise. Or if you would like other types of merchandise, you can go to shop.dansinker.com where I have three patches for sale. And if you are doing things on the internet, why not mosey on over to questionmarkohio.com and get caught up on the nine months that has transpired in Question Mark Ohio ahead of the launch of part three, which is next Monday. Wow. Questionmarkohio.com. Dot biz. Not that one. Dot FYI. Also not that one. Dot edu. Nope. .co.uk. There are a lot of these now. We're going to be doing this for a while. .gov. <laughs> Dan. Maureen Johnson. At the end of this episode, I'm going to okay. have, have a hard pitch to make to you. Wow. I just want this everyone like to- a monster at the end of this book. I want you to stay tuned to the, to the pitch at the end of this pod because- okay. uh, this bitch has this pitch for the uh podcast. You had it there for a minute. This bitch has this pitch was good. To deal with this sitch. No, there you go. But you've got to listen. And if you're oh. missing Whoa. the end of this. Oof. Just listen to the fucking end. I have a pitch. Okay. Man. Okay, I don't I don't be aggressive about it, but I have an election day pitch. All right. I feel like if we if we drag this out long enough, you're just gonna reveal it all right now. No, only at the end. Okay, well maybe we should start. 
the Sesu, the podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a coping strategy. I am Dan Sinker. And I am your co-host, Maureen Johnson. It's true. Live you from are. New York, it's Maureen Johnson. Hey. That's when the saxophones start playing and yep. there's that there's footage of me. I'm sitting in a diner and I'm like, you know, you, I'm catching you, catching me off guard. I'm like, yeah, I need some new photos today. Maybe I'll make them look like that. Like I'm like, you know, <laughs> in a I diner. Think you should definitely diner yeah. I hate off having, guard photos. God, I hate having my photo taken. I think I'd rather go to the dentist. Wow, really hate there's it. There's a uh, there's a guy in Chicago that does headshots. Oh, congratulations! And he has <laughs> a he has a rig that takes 600 photos in like one minute, and it flashes all these lights around and it's just like this and then you have 600 photos and then you're done i don't know about that i didn't do it but my friend did it i kind of want to do it it took like six hours last time to get a photo where my face didn't look like an actual volleyball I have a very probably shouldn't have spent the first five and a half hours posing with volleyball players. Yeah, and holding them like a right at heads. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that was a, that was a mistake. In 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 retrospect, a mistake. I have a round face. Yes, I have a real round face that it's I have not a, that round. It's pretty round. Like I mean, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it's but when I when you take pictures of me, it really flattens like it goes and it, I okay. look like when they draw faces on the moon, like it's just very <laughs> it's just like around with a little tiny face in the middle. You should lean into it. You should do a little moon shot. Oh, I'm telling you. Like even you Oscar could pose who, with the with like the like the that movie from the twenties where it crad the thing crashes into the moon, you could just have a little thing sticking out of your eye. Oh. Go for it. Well Dan, I, I it'll be this eye too, this eye that doesn't work. Oh, right. How is your eye? Doesn't work. Same old, same old? Well, it works, but it doesn't work that. Like it has, it's like I'm constantly looking through a wet window pane. Oh, fun. That's nice. And it may be forever, but that is, uh, I'm in the, I'm working on getting a second opinion uh, when I get back from Mexico because it's really, really hard to get doctor, uh, eye doctor's appointments. But I am going to be on Dr. Glaucoma Fekin's podcast, who is the incredibly funny doctor from... TikTok. Okay. If you've ever seen it, it's nope. Oh my god, I've been a big fan for a while. Uh, I got to know him through the back channels. I helped him set up his candle business. Wow. He is a very, very, very funny doctor who is an eye doctor. Okay. And he made videos about basically what it's like to be all these different types of doctor. Oh, I think I've seen these. Yeah. Guy has a little beard and kind of curly hair. Okay. And, uh, but then he also makes videos that are the doctor's eye view of the American health insurance system. Yeah, those are the uh, ones that I think I've seen. Yeah, they're pretty incredible. And now he's doing like speaking all over the world and like, like he's, he's a, but he's a super nice guy. But is he going to look at your eye? No, he lives, he's like in. Oh, I think he's in Oregon or something like that. Okay. But we're, I'm, he has a podcast. And I'm, he's like, you have to bring all your eye questions. He's like, I'm really sorry about your eye. Bring all your eye questions. <laughs> so, but he's funny. Okay. Do you know he almost died twice? No. He almost died twice. He's, he's only, I think, I don't even think he's 40. I think he's in his 30s. He had cancer and recovered. 
Okay. So that's maybe not like an almost yeah, he had cancer recovered, but then he had a heart attack one night. Oh geez. Just like out of the blue had a heart attack. And his wife did CPR until the ambulance got there and saved Holy his life. shit. Yeah. And so now they really advocate for um learning CPR. Wow. This guy's been through it. Like apparently. And he's funny as hell. So, you know, if you don't like it, get some Dr. Glaucomafec. And I was like, what do you need, my friend? Is a one of those candles. My friend, he's king of candles. It's true. What candle does he need? Oh, they, his candles are already in production. Oh, like there they've you are, go. It's already in. It's like I've. They're done. It's his, you know, the various types of doctor. Like he, okay. they're all candles. Like, or and I think of one of his assistant because apparently eye doctors get something called a scribe. Wow. I, I don't know what that's about, but they get one. And so one of his characters, this is loyal scribe Jonathan, who will do anything for him, including being an Ottoman that he can put his feet up on. So Okay. That's a lot of words. I'm trying not to get too down about the whole eye situation and try mm-hmm. to be more upbeat about it. I, as somebody that has had an eye situation for a very long time, uh, they, they, your brain does wonderful things to make you forget about your eye situation. Might yeah, not I'm, be not might not might not be a long term fix, but eventually your brain will adapt to your sitch. Oh, that's what I'm told is that I, you know there, and I do it sometimes. Sometimes I just sit there and try to meditate, and I just kind of stare into the middle distance and go, "You can see fine." And I try to give my brain a, a you know a little bit of time to rewire neurologically. Okay. I don't know if that helps, but it's calming. Yeah, I don't know that that's that's a necessary part of the process, but if it works for you, that's great. I think it does because it makes me more chill about it. Okay. And that's well, like that's most of then. the problem. Like I can, s- yeah. it's just trying not to get headaches, trying to see through it. And yeah, it's all good, Dan. Well, beyond your eye, Maureen Johnson, how are you? Working on this book, Dan. How's it going? It's really good. Like they gave me enough time to do these rewrites that I felt like I needed. So that's great. What and I'm uh, flying to Mexico on right. Sunday. Oh, dang. Car- carrying this book with me. And then I will be in the company of these other writers who are in the process of reading it. Okay. Well, that's uh, giving me some notes. So it's going to be... How long are you in Mexico for? We'll go on the 28th and we come back on the 8th. It's like 10 days, oh, basically. Oh, man. And Dan, if I showed you pictures of the place. Right now, we have... Uh, we are no longer sub-zero temperatured. But instead, it is like 33 degrees and sleeting. It is awful outside. I would love to be in Mexico. I'm Dan. Don't share the name of this place. Okay. But I'm about to send you the link to it. This is the house. Holy wow. This is the house that you, it's like, yeah, I go mean, to the, just the photos. You're part. using house really uh, liberally. I've stayed in this one like because she got it before. Um Wow. And so I've been to this place, and it is the nicest place I have ever been. I mean, yeah. Holy you kinda, cow. It's nuts. Yeah, I would say that that, that it is, in fact, nuts. So, is that like an infinity pool as a balcony? It's an infinity pool that looks... it. Yeah. It's. Wow. I mean, it's not like a balcony. It just kind of is, and then it just kind of looks out over the water. Yeah. Um. But like as you can see, this is where we all work together, um, and uh, it's a beautiful. That is something. 
it's nuts. Like I can't, that's why I'm like, it is, it's quite a house. Yeah, I would say so. What are these like photographs of puffy rectangles? Are these like giant beanbag chairs? Uh, They're kind of Ottomans, I think. Oh, okay. My favorite part, one of them is this little, you'll see a little kind of kitchen area. That's just like a breakfast pavilion where every morning they put out a giant breakfast buffet. Well, that's nice. Like, and it, every day it's something sort of magical. Like, you, I always, they always made something each day, like some amazing, crazy omelet dish or, you know, something like, or like, like cinnamon French toast sticks with something like in it. And I would always be like, and every single day they're like, she eats plain yogurt and fruit <laughs> every <laughs> single morning. No matter what anyone else is eating every single morning, plain yogurt and fruit. I was in a, I was in a low budget hotel in uh, Florence, Kentucky, that had free breakfast. Working on this thing with with Aquila, and uh, they had French toast sticks one day, and boy, those were good. I had not had a French toast stick in a long time, and that was a delicious time. Oh man, that's a, that's why I don't eat them because I can eat my own weight in. Yeah. If you offer me like a lemon ricotta pancake or something, like uh, I just I can't. Like I can't do it. Anyway, I feel bad sharing these photos down, but also I'm so excited. Yeah. It uh the weather really couldn't be lousier here in the last few weeks. And and it is now I am looking at like the 10 day and it's like, oh look at that. Every day is going to be above freezing. It's going to be 38 and cloudy and rainy. Oh, that's going to be so nice. But the reality is it's not that nice. Yes, it's no longer a temperature that will kill you if you are outside for very long. But um, yeah, it's really gross out. This house has a little, that's the the pool, but then they kind of made these little channels kind of go around between the buildings and up to some of the rooms. So like yeah. some of the rooms have a little plunge pool and most of it is decorative. But when I was there last time, I attempted to swim all those little channels. <laughs> like I can't, I was kind of sliding between the build, like a little eel. Like I was like, eh, just going around. <laughs> just, eh, I get into stuff then. I, anyway, I felt, I feel bad, but I think you can see why I'm excited. Yeah. And uh, Oscar's coming. How many people go on this endeavor? Uh, it can be a it can be a good few. Um, I think the initial crew is like six when we arrive, then seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, uh, like up to twelve. No, oh, that's awesome. So all and like some we kind of rotate in and out. So um, Cassie, who rents the house, like we kind of have to say which weeks we're going to be there. So like, yeah, because when we leave our room, like it'll be occupied by like another person coming in for like another part. So like yeah. we're all scheduled, you know, throughout the bedrooms throughout the various days. So, but we do a lot of stuff, you know, when we, like That's this awesome. is, it's, it's genuinely when I lay down at night, I'm like, Maureen, be fucking thankful. Like, thank totally. your lucky stars. I mean, the greatest thing about this is that it is totally a business expense for anyone that needs to like that is that is uh, that is good move. Well, my friend Cassie, 
I'm going to just say she's very successful. And she said, what I want to do is travel with my friends. And because we all just work all the time, just go to places where we sit and we work together and we have story conferences and we like, we stand in the pool and we talk about story for five hours until we prune. It's where I've learned a lot. It's where I've made decisions about new stuff to try. Yeah. Uh, Holly Black swims around and chases me. He goes, what about your romance plot line? And I swim and I swim like an eel around the building. go, no. Am I a bad person? What? Why? What? No. Because I get to go to a nice place. Yeah, that's how that works. Definitely I, how Dan, it works is you are Dan, a bad person because you get to do something nice. Dan? Hmm? That's how my brain works. And I think yeah. a lot of people feel that. No, you're not a bad person. Disagree. Okay. I mean, that's fine. I don't, I don't really know how this place exists. Like, it's one of those things where I'm like, I don't understand this model of like why you would build a fancy place like this. Like, my brain didn't actually know that these kind of places exist. Right. Totally. I was like, this is a thing? You yeah. can just get a house like this somewhere and just be in it? Okay. I don't know a lot of stuff, Dan. Like, it just, I don't know a lot of things. Oh, I know that feeling. You know know that that feeling. That Maureen doesn't know a lot of things? Yep, exactly. Wow, harsh. So, hey, you know, truth hurts. (sighs) Well, Dan. Hmm? I'm trying to just appreciate everything about 2024. Yeah. I'm really thankful for my friends. I'm incredibly grateful to be able to go away. Yeah. And then I'm just going to be back just, you know, doing my best. That's great. Um, That's what you should do. Yeah. I've had a very weird experience with 2024. Oh? Of which we are only 23, 24 days into. But um, so far, things have gone well, Mm. which is weird for me. Oh, why did he have to say it? Dan, why just say it? Well, I mean, because, you know. That's just how it goes. But uh, yeah, I've managed to already accomplish a few things that were on my like, I need to do this this year list. And suddenly, boom, 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 those things are done. Um, Yeah, it's weird because I have very little hope that this year is actually going to be a good year generally. But uh, for me personally, it does feel like a lot of the breadcrumbs that I have kind of laid down over the last multiple years have begun to lead me to the place that I actually hope to go. So that is great. It's been a wild, it's been a wild few weeks. I'm really happy about that. And now I'm just so nervous because I'm talking about how much I'm happy and appreciative that we're going to, I'm going to go on this writing retreat and finish up this book. And you're saying how well everything's gone. And I feel like like that's all good, but it makes me just unbelievably nervous. <laughs> just should we be doing this? You know what I mean? Like, should we should we be saying this? I think we can say things. I think it's okay to say, hey, look at that. Is it okay? So it's okay to go to a nice place. Yes. And enjoy the company of your friends and get work mm-hmm. done. Yeah. It's even okay to go to a nice place and enjoy the company of your friends and not do work. That's the part I can't. Yeah. 
That, that that part maybe is a maybe maybe put that on the list for 2025. Well, these are specifically work retreats. So I think right. because all of us, they kind of came about because none of us ever really stopped. Yeah. So we just made it a thing where we just would work together in nice places. That's smart. So That's and I didn't and I say we uh, Cassie really, really puts together these retreats. So yeah. it's, uh, not me. I never stop. And instead, I just work in these hell places where it's always cold and wet and gross. I do a it's bunch of that right now. I do, I do the work in Philly as well. You know, I'll be yeah. going as soon as I come back from Mexico, I'll be going right to Philly to pick up the dog and staying down oh, there Lord. for a couple of days. Yeah. Where I'll be right back in the trenches, Dan, doing weird well, so stuff. So what is your new deadline? What is your new book deadline? The 4th of March. February. February? Oh, okay. So I'll be finishing it there and and transmitting. Boom. You sure And then will. immediately getting into this next thing that I have to get done. But, okay. Um, that's okay, because that's, again, what it's there for. Right. The whole that's point awesome. is, yeah, so, and then going right to Philly, you know, where I'll be, I've already got a list of stuff I'm going to have to do. Um, <laughs> of course you do. Just, you know, stuff that's. There's always something weird cooking down in Philly for some shit for your yours truly to be to be doing. Seems that way. I sent you some photos, Dan. Um, I I like to send Dan's photos occasionally to prove that I'm never lying. Yeah. What? Which Which ones are you referring to? Well, time? I like for example, when I was down in Philly last, I sent you a photo of the house full of air fryers. Oh, and yeah, like weird you did. luggage and stuff. This week, I sent a few glimpses from life here in the big city where oh, yeah. shit has gotten real in the old uh, building um, yep. it, because we have a compost uh, bin. I'm not bragging, Dan. Wow. <laughs> Look, I don't, I'm not bragging, but we kind of have a compost bin in the basement and some jag off. So by, so by this, you mean for an enormous building, you have some kind of a container in the basement that just is full of rotting food. Correct. Perfect. It's, it's got a it's got a big green light. I will say that for an enormous building, there is one bin. <laughs> so there is some Jagoff that was just dumping their garbage in this bin. Like full sacks of like plastic and garbage. Okay. And then somebody, and I definitely know who, I know it's yeah. I know which neighbor it is. Okay. Took a picture of it. And made a flyer and put up a very neat flyer that said, don't be this guy. And right. With a picture of the bin. And I was like, that's pretty funny. Like, you know, shots fired, but like, good. Like, yeah. a good reminder, don't put, like, that's not what the compost bin is for. Right. Well, evidently, Dan, that did not work. Weird. Because then. <laughs> that's this, super weird. This, I would expected that to go over great. This next flyer up here, which I sent you a photo of. And this one. Is it's all caps, printed in three different colors: mm -hmm. red, yeah. blue, and green. Like it's been laid out, but like in a, in it's got some underlining, it's got some font size stuff, it's a whole thing. Yeah, and it says "shame on you," then a first name and a last initial, so the yeah. person was identified because they were actually leaving like takeout bags and stuff in there. Yeah, stop leaving your big white plastic garbage bags in the basement. There's a trash chute on every floor. You need to separate your trash out and recycling too. Get with it, buddy. Leaving raw trash in the basement attracts bugs and rodents. We all live here and you need to abrupt color change. 
get with the program. Your neighbors are watching you. So I have a I have a few questions. Here. Sure. Yep. Question one. Okay. This is what kind of a container that is your compost? It's like a it's a brown lidded tr- trash bin that seals it kind of block seals to keep in. Okay. So like you put it and you turn it so it yeah. keeps it keeps it shut and it's lined with a green compost bin. And this person is putting trash bags in. Mm-hmm. And closing it again or leaving it open? It's like heaving with like, they just shove a giant trash bag on top and then like res- like a bunch okay. of takeout. Bag. So it's like, a, it's heaving over the top. It's it. just trash. And the trash chute uh-huh. goes where? Okay. Every floor has a very tiny trash chute that right. we have to kind of punch our trash bag into. Sure. So you, get, yeah. you take your trash bag, you open this mysterious door and there's a little yeah. chute in the wall from the 40s when right. trash was smaller, and you pound that fucker in there. You pound it. So, if you, God forbid, if you get a big piece of, of like styrofoam or something, yeah. Yeah. you got to break that shit apart. Right. Um, and then it just, you hear it falling like, ah! Yeah. But, it, but it lands somewhere. In the basement, secret room. Okay, so so it's just that this trash is ending up in the wrong part of the basement. Well, the secret trash room is behind a closed door. None of us ever okay. see that. Got it. But the compost is out. It has a little compost area. There's the yeah. one brown official city compost bin okay. with the locking lid. And there's various... You only put in compostable materials. Right. Whatever. Got it. But this, okay. a, but this asshole is just, just jamming just stuff in there. Just treating it like a trash. So this guy is traveling down to the basement with his trash. Yes. Instead of putting it in the trash chute. So he's going out of his way to yeah. put this there. But there he's, is no there is no method in the basement for just throwing regular trash away. No. There are comp you, you there are recycling areas. You go through the trash chute if you have trash. Trash goes in the chute. Down in the basement, we have recycling area and a compost area. Got it. So and you, he's also so, not sorting his recycling. Like all that oh shit's boy. in there. Watch out for this dude. Like, just he just dumps it. This is just anarchy. I think it's one of the dental students that listens to like gym music all day long. I think that's who this person is. But these dental flyers went up. Are wild. That's so. But this, uh, these flyers were then torn down, like clawed from the wall, because there wow. were kind of remnants of them. Yeah. And then clearly somebody said something to somebody about these, because then new flyers have now appeared. That are more just without the name. Oh, yeah. And without the sense. threats that your neighbor. It's the your neighbors are watching you that I think. Right. The name. Yeah, the name. And the, the your, name as well. It was. The uh, name involves some sleuthing to have. Not that hard. With. Not really that hard. That They had takeout. You know, oh, like they left takeout it. things in there. So all got you had it. to have to do is take and look. This is what's like in New York, Dan. There's a battle for territory everywhere you yeah. go. Thing is, person doesn't have to live like that. I'm just saying. What do you mean? Putting that out there. What do you mean? Just, just you know, you don't have to. But I will say that dental students are nuts. Janice used to work <laughs> at a library um, at a university that had a dental program. And a lot of student workers were dental students. And so she became friends with them. 
And I remember one time she had like, I think it was a Halloween party and the dental students showed up with like, we made jello shots or whatever. And we were like, that's great. And it turned out their hilarious dental student joke was to put topical anesthetic on the rims of the cups. So then suddenly you were like, why can't I feel in my mouth at all? <laughs> They're wild. These, uh, these gym, these, uh, they listen to those unch unch all day, like, unch, 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 okay. unch. that's just like, that's the only music they listen to. And yeah. I'm like, they seem to just seriously be listening to like background gym noises. Okay. Like it's not even actual kind of real techno or dance stuff. It's just like some gym music. I don't understand <laughs> it, but, uh. And man, they get a lot of because I see their 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 delivery arrive, and they get a lot of like McDonald's and Dunkin' Donuts delivered that just sits by their door mm. for hours. Oh, that part's gross. They should eat it. I like you wake up and there's still like a McDonald's bag outside their door, and I'm like, what's going on in there? What's going on in there? I would love to live in a situation where I just got McDonald's breakfast delivered all the time. I would be living. That would be living. Right Is that there. a good choice? Well, I mean, that's probably why I don't do it, but, right. uh, but boy, you can have it dream right there. You can have it. You, you're going to this beautiful place in Mexico and you're getting these cool little fresh things. I would just be happy with just a McDonald's bag in front of my door. Like, look at this. That's the trouble with living in New York. It is altogether too easy to get anything just to show up at your house. I think the thing that's really interesting about that statement is the, is Easy means different things in different places. Right. It's expensive. Because while it's easy to get things delivered, there is a there is a whole series of trade-offs that come with that ease. One of which is pitched battles over trash in your basement. Mm. Not me. I, I every single crumb goes in the right container with it. Yours truly, Dan. Good job. I'm a ferocious I'm a ferocious composter. I have a little pail and and I put every little thing in there and I wrap yeah. it up. Oh, yeah, Dan. But Dan, you know that's got to love that compost situation is the rats. Well, these they bins are love that shit. pretty well sealed. Like they yeah. lock. Yeah. I don't know if I've told you, Dan. New York, we have a lot of great stuff going on. Trash mm -hmm. bins yeah. and a little, a little trial, Dan. See how I did uh, that? Okay. Well, Donald. Oh, a trial. Oh, you do. Jesus I thought Christ. you were talking about like a trial of trash bins. Dan, I like I, I handed it to you, Dan. I was like, here I it did. is. Yeah. Well, well, oh, Maureen. Yeah, there is, in fact, a little <sighs> trial happening. Oh, Although, Jesus. should I say not happening? Oh, there we go. Dan. Now we're back. Carroll's defamation suit against Donald Trump has been delayed to Wednesday at best. Due to COVID concerns, a Monday one juror called in en route to the to the trial to say that they were not feeling well. They were sent home to take a COVID test. The results of that COVID test were never released, but I would assume that they were positive. Uh, only after that did Trump's lawyer, Alina Habba, tell the judge that she also had a fever after having been uh, with relatives three days ago, those relatives tested positive for COVID. She then also said that her co-counsel, Michael Mattia, Mattio, 
had also been exposed to COVID. Both of them tested negative at the time, but come on. And then there's this little nugget, Maureen, from NBC's coverage. Both tested negative for COVID in court and were seated shoulder to shoulder on either side of Trump, 77, without any masks on as they addressed U.S. District Court, or sorry, U.S. District Judge Lewis Kaplan. Maureen, please, 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 could we get one last ride of Trump catching COVID? It's bound to happen, right? I mean, I would assume it's probably happened a number of times already. That he's had it again. Yes, but I would just like him to have to admit that he has it, and I wouldn't mind him getting real sick. And if we're getting really down to details, you know, let's just do it. Let's get (laughs) this one done. It's dark. Hey, it's fine. It is actually fine. This dude is surrounded by people that clearly have COVID. Yeah. There's so much COVID around him. There is so much COVID around him. Let's just do it. Come on. Come on, little coronavirus. Come on, champ. been with us for years. Just get it done. Just do Do, it. Do one thing. Do Do one good thing. Do your thing. Yeah. Do your thing. Show us what you got. So- what I liked about this is it made me think it made me realize something I hadn't even factored in for this year. Yeah. And that is that his schedule is at the whims of just jurors not feeling well. Mm-hmm. Like he can make all these plans, but if they're like, no, Jarrah had to go home. Yeah. Then, you know, presumably they can be like, you have to come back tomorrow. Yeah. Rally be damned, like you're gonna be back in court. Yeah, he um the this judge is pretty hardcore. Like th- they tried to get a, uh, a last Thursday off because it was fucking Millennia's mom's funeral, and the judge was like, "Nah," <laughs> which is pretty wild, actually. Yeah. He's been with a lot of stuff. He's been like, "Stop it! No, yeah, shut that shit down! No, yeah. quit it!" No. So the outcome of this, and also he keeps going out every time he leaves the court and defames her more. And I feel yeah. like he's just endlessly, this is like John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. His name is my name too. Like it's that song. It's just yeah. constantly repeating. It's a hundred it bottles of like beer on the wall. This is going to be a, 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 a defamation case. That's like a Mobius strip. Yeah. Like, they're like, well, he defamed us again. And then they have to extend it for another day because he's yeah. like defamed her the day before. And then someone gets sick with COVID. And then the whole thing just kind of stretches on a little bit. Do you, on, okay, some real talk. Mm-hmm. Do you really think he's going to get COVID again this time? I would just love it. I would love it. I I mean, like I said, I'm sure he has had. Like, that dude is hanging out in like... I would assume that Mar-a-Lago has its own variant at this point. <laughs> that shit has been passed around so many times that there are just unique traits that can be traced all the way back to the Mar-a-Lago variant. <laughs> but uh, I would assume that he has had it and just, you know, they. why would they admit it? Well, let's get extremely real and then talk about one of the big talking things everyone's talking about this week in terms of talking yeah. Is, is this about talking? Yes. Oh, okay. 
great. Is that his talking is getting weirder. Oh, yeah. I mean, really weird. Yep. Just more like he used to always be weird. Yeah. But now it's just gibberish. Yes. Gibberish and, and confused gibberish. Yeah, like really, uh, quite, kind of famously this week, he, he kept talking about how Nikki Haley did nothing to prevent January 6th. Yeah. When clearly what he meant was Nancy Pelosi, which are very, very different, different people. And it's it hard was, to confuse those two. And it, the thing is that you could, yes, you can you could kind of swap the end name. Let's just say Nancy, Nikki. Okay, it was a, a one-time swap, but it wasn't. Right. Like, he kind of really seemed to merge them. Oh, yeah. He was I like, think in his head, there's just like a, a single little slot for enemy, right? And so mm. whoever is in that slot just gets the catch-all. Mm, you know? For that day, yeah, because that's, yeah, a, that's that a hot day. spot. Yeah, it's a definitely a hot spot. But, um, but yeah, you know, she was sitting in that little enemy slot right now. So, and then he just sort of has a just has a sort of a a loop of litany that he'll go over and she was in that loop this time yeah i mean is again as i as we've said so many times we're there's a process clearly going on okay with his mental health yes certainly memory yeah that um process is decline again it's to be expected for a number of things running for president will take the take it out of anybody you could be a 25 year old triathlete yeah and running for president would tax you yeah this when is you, his third time doing that yeah and he to be 77 78 79 and unfit like just yeah. generally not a, like a super healthy. Yeah. That where, and you may have had COVID several times and mm -hmm. you're un, under all of these stressors, which are stressing your heart, stressing your system, stressing your mind. Yeah. These things are going to break a person apart. Yeah. And he's fragmenting. Yeah. To the point where you can't, I, I don't even see them getting excited at a rally because he's just, He's saying just bags of words and like, right. He, it, there's nothing to respond to because he's literally it's, it's gibberish coming out. Right. So I don't know what those rallies look like now. Right. Because he was holding it together like 2016. He held it together in terms he was horrible. And he's but he made horrible speeches about things that you could follow. Yeah. They were horrifying, but you could yeah. follow the sentences. Yeah. Now you cannot. Well, great. That's and I, good. And I don't know what that looks like. And Nikki Haley, we need yes. has made it her kind of big message this week because it was pretty handy for her to be like, yeah, he just gave a big speech yesterday and uh, said I thought I was Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, she's definitely made hay about it and is and in kind of political politicking it has managed to sort of also subtly imply Biden in the mix too, right? Mm -hmm. Like just sort of ge generally calling question into the age of both, both of these candidates. And you know, Dana, a stopped clock. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm, twice a day. And she's yeah. not, she's not wrong. 
Biden's people are hitting on it as well. They've decided it's kind of open season. And I think it's probably smart. If if anything, it's actually the Trumpian playbook of, you know, take a thing that is one of your weaknesses and amplify it on your on your on your opponent as well. So um, because, yeah, I've seen a number of ads that they've cut together and things like that of him just being batshit. But uh, but the good news is Mm. as we speak, the New Hampshire primary is happening. Yeah, today is Tuesday. Perhaps it's Nikki Haley's last stand. She did win all six votes in the Dixville Notch Midnight Primary, which is the quaint little town in New Hampshire that votes of six people that votes and uh, weirdly predicts the outcome of the state more often than not. Though and she got all six votes. She got all six. But they also have the, 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 these six people seem to not like Donald Trump because I don't think he's won that town any time. So I wouldn't put a lot of stock into it. Uh, Trump is polling 60% in the state to 40% from Nikki Haley. Um, This is likely the last competitive race in the primary calendar, though Nikki Haley, at least today, is saying that she will not drop out even if she loses it. The next race is in South Carolina, which she used to be the, the governor of, but is likely going to lose that by a lot. She is the last non-Trump standing in the Republican primary, Maureen, after Ron DeSantis Mm. dropped out. Oh, man. He managed to run a campaign that lit about $300 million on fire. Didn't win shit. Is absolutely hilarious in a lot of ways. The guy was so convinced and the people around him were so convinced that they named their super PAC Never Back Down when, in fact, they have backed down. While la- th- this time last year, it felt like, oh, he might really do this. Yeah. You know, he was running roughshod through Florida. Uh, you know, he seemed to be making a good play of trying to be uh, a less erratic Donald Trump, but it turns out that he is just such an unlikable weirdo that it never, ever happened for him. Soon as he hit the national stage, people were like, this guy is a weird creep. And uh, that's correct. Yeah. Credit to writer Jamel Bowie, who called this from Jump repeatedly said that DeSantis was not going to get anywhere because he, quote, didn't have the juice. And in fact, it turns out he did not have the juice. We had Jamel in our original eight we episode did. run. Yeah, we did. And Dan- he, uh, he has been hilarious about, about uh, Ron DeSantis. He has had, had that dude's number from day one. Dan, it really makes you wonder, because he is so right Yeah, about Ron not having the juice. And it really makes you think, what the fuck is in this juice? What's it made of? This, I mean, t- this to it- me, it makes me wonder what the fuck is up with Florida. Like, the, the Florida Republicans elected this dude twice. The first time, it was very close, if I'm not mistaken. You know, like, at, it, there wasn't any better option. There wasn't yeah. somebody that could actually interact with humans. We don't have the bandwidth to figure out what the fuck is wrong with Florida. It's true. But- 
the the it quality that makes you the presidential candidate in the United States. Yeah. That that special something. Yeah. The fuck is in that? What is this good... juice? <laughs> what the fuck is it made of? <laughs> this is like that juice that when you lifted a, a soggy trash bag off the New York sidewalk that's pooling underneath that dogs like to sniff. Yeah. It's true. And maybe we're the dogs in this in this metaphor that we're just that sniff- is the juice and we're the dogs. And we're like, what 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 is this? Captivated by trash juice. juice. Should I lick it? Should I lick the juice? Should I lick this juice? What's in this juice? It's definitely something died. Something died. What is it? There's food in there. Old food. As funny as it is, Maureen. That Ron DeSantis is walking awkwardly in his lifted shoes Mm -hmm. into the sunset. He did is less funny that he basically destroyed Florida in his ambition to be the Fox newsiest candidate possible. And that in his process of of just putting together the worst possible laws in order to to strengthen his conservative bona fides. Uh, he also created a framework that dozens of states have followed ever since. Mm-hmm. His bullshit around critical race theory decimated the teaching of black history in the state, even went as far as banning the AP black history curriculum. That then has been echoed states across the country. The Don't Say Gay Bill dictated how teachers in the state could talk about sexual orientation, even there in their own lives. These two pieces of legislation, both racist and homophobic, kicked off the whole book banning movement. There's no small thing that the Moms for Liberty also grew out of Florida, all sort of in the same kind of creepy world that that DeSantis uh, runs in. Also, no small bit that the Moms for Liberty grew out of pro his pro COVID response in the in the state. Um, don't forget the that don't say gay is also why he started attacking Disney, which turns out was one of the kind of early when he hit the national stage. People were like, "The fuck are you doing? Like what?" Yeah. Why would you try to cast Disney as this child-hating, yeah, groomer company? Like that wasn't a good one. Didn't that one didn't fly? Didn't do didn't didn't do well. But his his battle with Disney also led to the creation of anti woke legislation, as he put it, uh, which started the attacks that we're now seeing accelerate right now on diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives. He passed anti-trans legislation outlawing gender-affirming care for kids and also for adults. Goes it just goes on and on and on. Like basically all of the shit that is happening in this in state houses in this country now. Whether it's the racist shit, whether it's the homophobic shit, whether it's just straight up all the book banning shit, all of this started in Florida. All of this started because Ron DeSantis wanted to run for fucking president. And then he lost spec fucking tacularly. Yeah. So it was all for fucking nothing. Yeah. It was all for nothing. He burned it down for nothing. Yeah. Which is why, Dan, I'm about to make my pitch. Okay. Now, Dan, 
we have to go through. We have to walk through the door that is November 5th, 2024. We have no choice. Yeah. But I believe that we should do it together in person. Okay. And I believe we should do it in Florida at Disney World. Well, 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 well. I believe that we should have a schedule throughout that day. Okay. Like a little checklist. Yeah. And if certain states go, say, certain ways or whatever, it uh-huh. dictates what ride we go to. Yeah. Like we're watching it on our phones. This, this would be a very late evening. What time, yeah. what time does it close? Uh, I mean, it all depends, but probably between 10 and midnight. So, but you, it's open at least until 10, would you say? Yeah, I think that's probably a safe bet. Here's what I propose. Okay. We go there in the morning to do a nice morning run. Yeah. Early, yeah. you know, a couple Haunted Mansion rides. Yeah. Back, we rest in the afternoon to regain our strength. Mm-hmm. Eat mm-hmm. nourishing foods. Mm-hmm. Then we have, our, we have our phones watching what's going on. And we yeah. walk with our families hand in hand through Disney World. Yeah. And if, if we feel the need to just sit down and take it in. Yeah. We can do that at uh, like on a Main Street Cafe. Sure, sure. We could live stream some of it, you know. Yeah. And when we see where it's going, then we, we get on the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> I'm deadly serious. We've said we're going. Yeah. And I believe this is the time. I don't hate this idea. I do wonder if maybe we want to go to Disneyland instead of World mm. to avoid the Florida of it all. Hmm. To consider. To con- we can work out some of these details, but I don't hate this idea. I'm not against it. Yeah. I'm still a little bit more for the the land because I feel like... um, The world, you mean? Sorry, the world. I feel like there's a, you know, I feel like we're we're tipping our hat to Florida Mm -hmm. uh, and saying this was all part of it. We'll be in the weird place as it's going down. Yeah. Um, And there's, there's various little other escape routes that we can take. True. Through different, you know, parks. Yep. True. But I feel like that is, we've always said we're going. Yeah. We've never gone. That's true. And where else would you want to watch the results of this? It's true. It would be full circle. Uh, we were in, we were in Disneyland for Inauguration Day 2016. So, yeah. Uh, in fact, I was just getting, my phone was reminding me. Seven years ago today, when we were there. I'm not riding Space Mountain, um, because that is an anxiety attack. <laughs> it's the most terrified I think I've ever been. Um, I feel like if, I feel like though, if rides are dictated by outcomes, mm. the worst possible outcomes happen, Space Mountain. <laughs> it's like the living embodiment of it all. I won't be physically capable of that. Yeah, I'll be ill. that. There is that. Just a nice, we're together, we're having a Mickey Pop. Oh, we're having a Dole Whip, of course. Of course. With a little rum in it. Mm, can't get that in Disneyland or World proper, but 
I'm just saying, Dan. Polynesian. I think we start setting it up now. I think that's a pretty good idea. I think that's a pretty good idea. I don't have a lot of objections to that idea. We we set it. We book some rooms. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I you think can. That's, e- I think that's a pretty good idea. I'm only sad you can't recall your son, your tall son, for this. If we did Disneyland, he could probably come. Oh, that's a good point. Although not on a Tuesday. Not on a Tuesday. That's like straight school. It's just something to think about, but I feel like this is the right thing. And I think that says Hoovy is going to agree with me here. I think you might be. I think you I think you are likely very much onto something. Because, Dan, let's be very truthful. The elect this election day is certainly not the end of something. It's the it's the sinkhole opening. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you were going to call it right now, Dan, which one of these two would win? It's tough, you know, right? I think it's actually a really tough call. I think that my, I think that intellectually, I think that Donald Trump has the edge. But then when I actually stop and think about it, you don't mean Donald Trump himself has the intellectual edge. No, I mean like I, I, I like my my initial thing is I think it's Trump. I think Trump is winning. But then when I actually stop and think about the fact that we've already done this whole thing once, mm-hmm. and that when push comes to shove, I do think that there there is a large swath of people that very much don't want Donald Trump to become president again. Right. The trick is, are they in the right states? You know, uh, that one I'm not sure of, but I, I think that it is going just like the last one. I think it is going to be very, very close. But I do think at least right now, Trump might have the edge. And what if Trump goes away and it's Nikki Haley? I think almost certainly she would win. Yep. Yeah. Which wouldn't be great. Let's, no. let's, let's oh, no, 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 no. face facts here. It might not be a full existential crisis for the American experiment, but uh, it would not be great for any of us just cruising around. Right. And, uh, you know, so say say we so let's just say it's Election Day. Biden wins. Yeah. Trump 100 percent can't accept that. Right. Then some shit starts. Where do you want to be when that happens? I mean, f- f- counterpoint on that, maybe right. not Florida. Right. I understand that, but it is... Cl- <laughs> that, that, when you put it like that, a right. person might want to be in California at that Counter, moment. Counterpoint. Yeah. Rental car? Drives, yeah, drive south? In Key Florida? West. Key West. I mean, I guess. Jumping off point. I mean, literally. Get on a boat. Yeah, but if you're in California, you could just drive south and literally be in Mexico. I can't leave my dog behind. (laughs) Wait, you're bringing your dog to Florida? No, but I have to be able to get back to her. On a boat, I can get back to her. (gasps) Oh, so you would go to Key West and then take a boat up the entire eastern seaboard? Jet ski if I have to. Okay. I'll do what I have to to get my girl. All right, I get it. I'd walk through a fire to get that girl. Yeah, yeah. She's the there reason I just bought two fire cloaks and four fire blankets. 
I have been thinking about your fire cloak and fire blankets and have been just trying to imagine the scenario where those come into play. And that is a harrowing scenario, I will say. Yeah, we have a lot of floors we have to walk down in. Yeah. Uh, in a. I will say yet again, peop- you don't have to live like that. Mm-hmm. 14 floors of a towering inferno is a harrowing escape. That is for certain. Yep. But, you know, it's um, it's great here, Dan. We have <laughs> trash bins. Yeah, it's true. And recycling bins. So and sometimes you can just put your trash in there. Is he in Everyone's court today downtown, Dan? Is he? Are they back? Is what? Is he back in court today? Because no, it wasn't yesterday. They, no, he's not today because his lawyer might have COVID. So right, okay. they pushed it to at least tomorrow. Uh, and then he was able to then go to New Hampshire today. Great. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? Anyway, you all listening will know the results of the New Hampshire. So you're not sitting on pins and needles going, who will win New Hampshire? Even if I Nikki- think that Donald Trump wins New of Hampshire. Of course. Like nobody, yeah. nobody's sitting here going, no. what's going to happen? Yeah. And I, I think she might try to hold out for a little while longer. She raised a bunch of money when DeSantis dropped out, but it's a, it's a zombie, you know, at that point. It's not a real living campaign at that point. And then I'm telling you, they all have to re, they all have to re up on Trump. They yeah. all have to, they all have to know what they know about him and agree to do it again. Yep. And that's, the soul that is decaying dies further. Yes. It's true. That's our new slogan. It says who? The soul that is decaying dies further. Now we're going to have a mindfulness moment. Oh, okay. Now every week, you know, I'm working on a calming voice for my mindfulness moment to been developing it. Listen, sometimes you just got to say, fuck off to certain things. It's true. This reality that we've been given with the whole Trump-Biden thing, it's all right to say, nope. Because the concept, Dan, is that this is the narrative that is going to overarch all of us, that this is the thing that we have to, this is the, this is the umbrella we must walk under. Imagine that that story is an umbrella you must walk under, but what if, Dan, another reality was possible? And we rejected that narrative and said, while that goes on, we are going to walk under a different umbrella. We're going to walk under a bigger umbrella, a brighter umbrella into a place where we don't need an umbrella. There is other there are other narratives, Dan. There are other stories to tell and other realities to make if this system does not work. We must revascularize the other systems and bring them back to life. We must commit ourselves elsewhere, Dan. And say nope to the bullshit and yes to the, the good shit. That's what I'm saying. Recommit to the new narrative. It's uh, going to be great. Everything is going to be fine. Relax. <laughs> well, on that note, says who is made possible by you. I'm through- really sorry about the Mexico stuff. Oh, stop it. Through I don't, your why did support. I talk about it? Why did I is I was because I was excited about yeah you're allowed to be excited you are in fact allowed to have nice things uh, through our support your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who our Patreon where pretty much every Sunday you get this all over again except it's only half an hour long 
And if you give it the $10 a month level, you get a sticker in the mail every month because you become a member of the Says Who Sticker Club. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo is designed by Darth. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on threads. We are off of Twitter. You all should get off of Twitter, too. Elon Musk is a terrible fucking human being. That's true. Full stop. New narrative. He's not in it either. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we are on threads at Says Who Podcast. We are also on Mastodon at Says Who at omfg.town. You can always email us at hey, that's H-E-Y at Says Who Podcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash Says Whovians. Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. Thanks, Janice. And if you want to join the fan run Discord server, you can always visit tinyurl.com slash says who Discord. Whatever you do, spread the word, subscribe. Please leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever it is that you listen. You can join us next Wednesday, January 31st, for our next episode. From my basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. Do you agree with my plan? I think it's a good plan. I think there's a lot of details we need to sort, including where we want to be and all of that. But uh, I like the idea of uh, embracing joy on a day that is going to be hard. Even if we just ride, is there a little, there's a little train or something that goes around, isn't there? Mm -hmm. I never take that train. train. What if we just, we just get drunk and ride that train around? (laughs) That's fun. Just get, keep getting on the, keep getting on the Dumbo ride. I like gotta, Dumbo ride. gotta go back in the one with all the birds again. It's a lot easier to get drunk at Epcot than it is at um at the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, I haven't been to Epcot since it's I was. It's actually quite hard to get drunk at the Magic Kingdom. I'm not sure. I think there's like two places maybe that serve alcohol. Anywhere can serve alcohol if you think about it hard enough, Dan. <laughs> That's true. I guess anywhere could serve alcohol if you wait long enough. If you. What's the place that was like all alcohol? Um, it was the kind of California, like it was the one with the Tower of Terror. Disney California Adventure. Yeah. No, no, one. no. In Florida. Oh, yeah. Hollywood Studios. Yeah. They have a lot of they have a lot of alcohol. It, there. it was like they had gin and tonic carts out. Yeah. It was weird. I was like, yeah. who wants a nice gin and tonic cart? Mm, doesn't sound terrible. But there's the star. That's where the Star Wars stuff is. Yep. It's true. And. So we could go over there for a bit. It's true. Dan, we, we're, we're going to plan out this whole day, like everything we do that day, we'll do like little pop-ins online. You know, it'll be great. It'll be a whole thing. I love it. Go live on Instagram or something. I don't know. We'll just do it. Sounds great. From my basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker. And from currently in New York City, next week from Mexico, sorry, next Boom. week from Mexico, Boston. you will hear... Oh, my God. You actually probably hear the ocean. That sounds wonderful. And maybe a Boyd. There's always a Boyd. A Boyd. A Boyd. A Boyd going tweet, tweet, tweet. Weird way to say that, but that's fine. Boyd. You know, and maybe one that's like, you know, something like that. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Anyway, from your office in New York, you are Maureen Johnson. And this has been Says Who. It's really hollow feeling when you think about Trump versus Biden. Like Some of these others got your blood pumping in various good or bad ways, and then Mm -hmm. I just think about it and I feel nothing. (laughs) Yeah, sounds about right. I feel like a zombie. Yeah, sounds right. 
<clears throat> uh, have a great have a great week, everybody. <laughs>